Shalom, brothers and sisters. Shalom. I'm Brother Sid. I have Brother Corey assisting me today. Uh, we have a detailed lesson prepared for the brothers and sisters worldwide. Today's lesson will be called The Rapture Exposed. Today, brothers and sisters, we are going to show the deception um, incorporated with the rapture doctrine, the left behind doctrine, brothers and sisters. Now, we know that the rapture, this particular um, teaching is somewhat controversial, brothers and sisters, because every Christian, 99.9% of Christians believe in a rapture, brothers and sisters. And we're going to expose the psychology behind the rapture doctrine. The rapture doctrine uh, was promoted during the 80s and the 90s, brothers and sisters. They started to craft it. They started to craft that particular ideology in the 1800s, brothers and sisters, because we know around that time, slavery was going to be abolished. So they said, we can't allow these people to to, you know, to go free physically and mentally, we must have a way to still control them mentally, brothers and sisters. So what did they do in the mid 80s and 90s? They started to promote the rapture doctrine through media, through um, Christianity, through Christian churches. And you're going to find out that the deception that's incorporated with that particular doctrine, brothers and sisters. We're going to Jeremiah chapter 23 and we're going to read verse one through four. Now, <clears throat> if you look to the commandment keeper's church for guidance or counsel. You believe you're being sped spiritually, then uh, spiritually, then the most high have put us in the position to be shepherds, brothers and sisters. Now, a good shepherd understands the significance of the sheep. He understands that the sheep hold more value than the shepherd himself. Why? Because the sheep give you what? The sheep give you clothing in the winter for the fleece, right? They also give you food if, you know, you're hungry. They also work for you. They graze the fields because why? There was no such thing as a lawnmower during that time, brothers and sisters. So a good shepherd understands the importance of the sheep. And his job is to protect the sheep, to help guide them. Because why? Sheep, sometimes they just get into things. Sometimes, you know, they'll be over there near some, some wolves that are looking to attack them. And the, the, the shepherd must protect them. The shepherd... Is, placed, is put in place to be a protection as a servant, to serve the sheep, brothers and sisters. So we know today's lesson will be controversial, but the Most High have put us in a position of, um, of watchmen, according to the Bible, which is to blow the alarm when there is danger. And the rapture is a very dangerous doctrine, brothers and sisters. We're going to Jeremiah chapter 23. We're going to read verse 1 through 4. Jeremiah 23, verse 1. Woe be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, saith the Lord. Right. Destruction, brothers and sisters, to the pastors, to the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of the most high's pasture. The most high's pasture. We need to, the most high's flock. We need to uh, make that clear that sheep do not belong to the commandment keeper's church. These are the most high's flock, the most high's sheep brothers and sisters uh continue brother verse two therefore thus saith the lord god of israel against the pastors that feed my people ye have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not visited them behold i will visit upon you the evil of your doings saith the lord and that's why the christian church is dwindling in numbers brothers and sisters because why the pastors 
are supposed to be responsible for guiding the sheep. Now, they're the one, they're the main culprits behind promoting the rapture deception, brothers and sisters. So while we don't fault Christians per se, we do have a, uh, we, you know, we do have a conundrum with the doctrine of Christians. Most Christians, you know, they're just churchgoers. They want to be good people. But the teacher, the pastor will be held responsible, brothers and sisters, because why? In order to be a pastor in America, in the United States of America, especially over a um, what you would call a mega church, you must go to uh, what they call theologian seminary college. Now, it's the same way as a doctor must go to, uh, you know, go to school to be a doctor or a lawyer must go to law school. So there's a school that these pastors go to. The majority um, of all pastors in the United States of America go to learn to get a uh, diploma in that particular school teaches pastors uh, an incorrect doctrine an evil doctrine, brothers and sisters. So it's not per se the pastors, but it's the structure of where the pastors are learning from brothers and sisters. So this particular school, these schools will invite pastors in and then teach them a doctrine of devils and then send them out into the world in order to deceive those who want to follow Christ, brothers and sisters. We're going to uh, jump to verse three. Verse three. And I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries, whither I have driven them and will bring them again to their folds and they shall be fruitful and increase. The Bible tell you, you shall know a man by his fruits, brothers and sisters. Look at the fruit that come from a man that lets you know if, you know, if he, is he a good man? Is he a righteous man? Is he evil? Look at the fruits that come from the Christian church, brothers and sisters. There's nothing but sin homosexuality, iniquity, all running rampant all throughout the Christian church, brothers and sisters. Verse four, and I will set up shepherds over them, which shall feed them. So the most high will set up new shepherds that will feed them. So he had the, 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 the teachers that were ill-advised <clears throat> by promoting uh, certain doctrines. He would allow them to come first. Therefore, when he set up his shepherds, you'll be able to see who's false and who's, you know, who's false and, and who, who's correct, brothers and sisters, who's being genuine and who's being disingenuous, brothers and sisters. Can you read verse four again, brother Corey? Verse four. And I will set up shepherds over them, which shall feed them and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed. Neither shall they be lacking, said the Lord. So the most High have put us in position, have elevated us to a position and where in which we are in the position to act as shepherds, brothers and sisters. So we're not looking to offend anybody. We're looking to warn our people, brothers and sisters. And we understand that that's going to make us the enemy, brothers and sisters. We want you to go through this lesson. Take down your notes, brothers and sisters. Listen to it as many times as you need. Because why? The rapture doctrine is deeply ingrained in the psyche of believers, brothers and sisters. And we're going to show you what the spiritual implications, the future spiritual implications are behind that demonic doctrine. We're going to 1 Maccabees chapter 1, verse 11. We're going into the Apographer, brothers and sisters, the King James Version Apographer. We're going to 1 Maccabees chapter 1. We're going to read verse 11. 1 Maccabees 1 and 11. In those days went there out of Israel wicked men who persuaded many, saying, Let us go and make a covenant with the heathen. Read that again, brother. Let us go and make a covenant with the heathen. Right. See, so even during 
the time of the Maccabees, brothers and sisters, there were wicked men, pastors, leaders, priests of the children of Israel who wanted to go make a covenant with the heathen, brothers and sisters. See, so that's what has happened. These pastors have now made a covenant with the heathen, with the Gentiles to learn their particular doctrine and then teach it. How do we know that? Read verse 11 from the top, brother, please. Verse 11. In those days went there out of Israel wicked men who persuaded many, saying, Let us go and make a covenant with the heathen that are around about us. For since we departed from them, we have had much sorrow. For since we departed from them, we've had much sorrow. So since, you know, since we've departed from the Gentiles, we've suffered. This is what these pastors believe, brothers and sisters. So in order for, you know, for me to elevate my lifestyle, I will make a covenant to teach the doctrine of the heathen, brothers and sisters. This was going on in ancient times, in biblical days, brothers and sisters. The same thing was going on. See, read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 11. And those days went there out of Israel wicked men who persuaded many, saying, Let us go and make a covenant with the heathen that are around about us. For since we departed from them, we have had much sorrow. So this device pleased them well. Then certain of the people were so forward herein that they went to the king who gave them license to do after the ordinances of the heathen. Who gave them license to do after the ordinance of the heathen. What is that? That's that PhD. That's that MD. That's that doctorate, brothers and sisters. The higher you go in education, the further away from Christ you get. Now, are we saying academia or academics is it is not profitable? No, we're not saying that, brothers and sisters. What we're saying is the the knowledge, the academics that you learn, use it to pull a brick out of this particular empire, not to build their empire, brothers and sisters. So what they did was they went and got a license from the government in order to to uh, gain some level of status underneath of the heathen governments, brothers and sisters. So that's where this doctrine comes from, brothers and sisters. The same way uh, uh, the government can tell you you cannot open up a storefront without a business license, brothers and sisters. Who, who, who is that? So understand that it's, it, the church, Christianity, is now being controlled through what? Through government, brothers and sisters. And this was a plan from government, brothers and sisters. And we're going to prove it. This particular plan was cultivated hundreds of years before today's date. They put this plan together hundreds of years ago, brothers and sisters, to show you that it was a spirit and it's not a man. Because no man have lived for 400 years, for 500 years, for 300 years. So they knew that they could, they needed to carefully craft this particular doctrine and then teach, doc, uh, you know, teach um, certain, they would teach certain, um, certain parts of scripture in order to, psychologically tie in the doctrine of the rapture or the left behind doctrine, brothers and sisters. A lot of us, you know, that grew grew up in the 80s, the 90s, we understand that during the early 90s, they were releasing uh, moving pictures called Left Behind. In fact, there's a movie called Left Behind with uh, Nicolas Cage, brothers and sisters. So they're, now they're going to use their media to promote this iniquity. We're going to James well, actually, we're going to go to 2 Corinthians first, brothers and sisters. We're going to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. We're going to read 14 and 15, brothers and sisters. Follow us, brothers and sisters. 2 Corinthians 11 and 14. 2 Corinthians 11 
and 14. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. See, so brothers and sisters, these pastors, even though they're in the position or they're, they're viewed by the public as angels of light, really the Bible tell you that Satan would have ministers of evil that would be transformed into ministers of righteousness, brothers and sisters. So the pastors have now uh, continued the, the mental slavery, the mental servitude, brothers and sisters. This is calling out his teachers. This is calling out Satan's teachers. Just because a man say that he believe in the Bible does not mean he does, brothers and sisters. You must what? Study thy, you know, study to show thyself approved, brothers and sisters. So, Read that one more time, brother, 14 and 15, please. Verse 14. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Whose end shall be according to their works, brothers and sisters, which means in the end, there will be repercussions for the, the iniquity that's being promoted through the Christian church, brothers and sisters. We're going to James chapter 3, verse 1. Why are we doing this? Because when you learn this, you may go to your pastor. You may go to, you know, your bishop. You may go to your priest. You may go, you know, to whoever is in authority over your particular church and ask them the questions uh, based upon what you're going to learn today. And do not expect them to tell you the truth, brothers and sisters, because if they tell you the truth, then that means they were wrong before. And that's and they're not looking to uh, they're not looking to tell you that they've taught you wrong, brothers and sisters. It's a thing of pride. In fact, it's a thing of pride, brothers and sisters. We're going to James chapter three and one to show you that those who teach the Bible are held to a higher standard than, you know, just your your ordinary Christian, you know, churchgoers. James three verse one, my brethren. Be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. My brother, be not many teachers, brothers and sisters. See, everybody wants to be a teacher, but understand this. You shall receive the greater damnation. Damnation. See, brothers and sisters? So, the Bible will expose these pastors for their level of remarkable <laughs> ineptitude. It's become a, a thing of status and not of trying to perfect the people, of trying to perfect Christ's church, of trying to perfect the bride for Christ's return. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 1. My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. See, so you're held to a higher standard, pastors. If there's any pastors out there listening, you're held to a higher standard. We don't fault churchgoers. They're the sheep. We fought those who are put in position as shepherds. It was your responsibility to know what the truth was. We understand that there's so many, you know, uh, deceptions out there, but it's your responsibility as a shepherd to teach what comes out of the Bible and not to teach a doctrine of the devil, brothers and sisters. We're going to Revelations chapter 12, verse 14. Let's go to Revelations, brothers and sisters. This particular lesson will be called the rapture exposed. We're going to expose this rapture doctrine, brothers and sisters, for what it is. Revelation 12 and 14. 
and to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle. Actually, jump to verse 15, brother. Verse 15. And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. Now, we know that the woman is Israel. The woman represents Israel, the bride, brothers and sisters. It says the serpent, or Satan, Lucifer, cast out of his mouth water as a flood. That flood is philosophy, it's religion, it's an iniquity, brothers and sisters. So Satan would cast out a flood in order to drown us. Why? Because there's so many deceptions out there that he would rather you just give up altogether and say, I don't know what to believe. I don't believe anything, brothers and sisters. Read verse 15 one more time, brother. Verse 15. And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. See? So he would... He would he would cast out philosophy and religion, brothers and sisters. He would promote sin, iniquity, in order to carry the woman away in the flood, brothers and sisters. We're going to we're going to verse one so we can prove that the woman is the children of Israel. Satan cast out this flood aimed towards a particular people. Revelation 12 verse one. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun. And the moon under her feet and upon her head crowns of 12 stars. Crown of 12 stars that represent the 12 tribes of Israel, brothers and sisters. So he would cast out a flood aimed towards the children of Israel, brothers and sisters. We needed to show you that. We needed to show you that there's so much deception out there. You must stick with the Bible as it is written, brothers and sisters. As it is written, I don't care what pastor or who is promoting what. If you can't go into the scriptures and get the understanding then you are to shun that particular person, brothers and sisters. Because why? You, you're you worth so much to the Most High that you can't just listen to anybody, brothers and sisters, because you're worth more than that. The Most High do not want you listening or learning from ministers of Satan. We're going to Colossians chapter 2, verse 8, New Testament, brothers and sisters. Follow us. Colossians 2, verse 8. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. Read that again, brother. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. See, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. What is philosophy? Philosophy is a man giving you his opinion without scripture to substantiate it. That's what it is. After traditions of men. Like what? Christmas. That's a tradition of men. Sunday worship. That's a tradition of men, brothers and sisters. Fourth of July. See, all of these things are traditions of men. Evolution, <clears throat> philosophy. And we know who's known for the philosophy. The same people who are the Aristotles, the Plato's, the Socrates. These, the Greeks, the Romans were known for philosophy, brothers and sisters. And you'll learn that these particular scarlet colored people actually promoted or actually crafted the rapture deception through philosophy, through vain deceit, brothers and sisters. See? So according to the Bible, let no man spoil you. Because why? When you're spoiled, that means you're no good for the most high. I got to throw you out now. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 8. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men. After the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. The rudiments of the world. What's that? That's money, brothers and sisters. See? How much money 
do you think the Left Behind theatrics garnered, brothers and sisters? How much money do you think they made off of that? See? So you cannot philosophize this Bible. It's a mystery that can be broken down by the elect, brothers and sisters. See? So there's only one way I can believe in a rapture, and that's if Christ speaks of a rapture. That's the only way. I don't, you know, we, we don't care if a million people believe in a rapture. We understand that most people are under a delusion, brothers and sisters. Christ had 12. He didn't have thousands. He had 12, brothers and sisters. So just because there's big, they're big in number doesn't mean they're correct. That means that they're all under a delusion, brothers and sisters. After the rudiments of the world, after money. So they won't follow Christ, but they'll follow the money. They'll follow the traditions of men, right? See, we don't follow the traditions of men. We follow Christ. We follow the most high, brothers and sisters. We don't follow philosophy from a man. We don't do that. We're going to Matthew 24, verse 1 through 3. This is Christ. We're going to the gospel, brothers and sisters. Follow us. Matthew 24, verse 1. And Christ went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Christ said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Right. So this is talking about the temple, brothers and sisters. It would be destroyed during, you know, after Christ's crucifixion, tribulation would begin. And the Romans would look to destroy our temple. This is what Christ is speaking of. Last days. Verse 3. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And the end of the world. What would be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? Now, brothers and sisters, when it says end of the world, that is not referring to the end of the earth. The earth will always be here, brothers and sisters. When it says world, it's talking about the Roman world, the end of an eon or society, brothers and sisters. How do we know? Through the precepts. We're going to show you. We're going to Second Ezra chapter 6, verse 8. Because why? We have to go through scripture. We cannot philosophize. Yeah. You cannot philosophize, brothers and sisters. You have to use scripture. How do we know? It's not talking about the end of the earth, but the end of a rulership. We're going to Second Ezra chapter 6. We're going to read verse 8 and 9. Second Ezra 6, verse 8. And he said unto me, From Abraham and to Isaac, when Jacob and Esau were born of him, Jacob's hand held first the heel of Esau. For Esau is the end of the world. Read that again, brother. For Esau is the end of the world, and Jacob is the beginning of it that follows. See? So Esau would be ruling at the end of the world, brothers and sisters. Look around. Who are the politicians? Who are the statues that you see in Washington, D.C.? The monuments, brothers and sisters. See? So Esau was prophesied to be ruling at the end, but it's not the end of the earth. It's the end of Esau's rulership. It says, and Jacob is the beginning of it that followeth to show you that the children of Israel, Jacob, the children of Jacob will rule after the Edomites um, are taken down, brothers and sisters. Esau is the end of the world. Jacob is the beginning of it that followeth without separation, brothers and sisters, because why? Two powers cannot rule the same space. So once they're taken down, it'll be Jacob's turn. And this is why we're vilified and demonized and thrown in prison, brothers and sisters, and shot by those who are um, in position or were supposed to be in position to protect us. 
further proof. We're going to Ecclesiastes, the Old Testament. We're going to read verse one, uh, excuse me, chapter one, verse four. Further proof that the earth would, the, the earth will not come into an end. Ecclesiastes one, verse four. One generation passeth away and another cometh, but the earth abideth forever. Read that again. But the earth abideth forever. See, the earth abideth forever, brothers and sisters. The earth will not come to an end. It's a kingdom being established in the earth after the Roman rule has been brought to an end. This is what it's talking about when it says the end of the world, brothers and sisters. The end of a society, the end of a kingdom, the end of a rulership. And right into the hands of Jacob, the children of Israel. We're going back to Matthew 24. We needed to get the precepts so brothers and sisters could understand when it says the end of the world. It's not talking about the end of the earth. We're going back to Matthew 24, brothers and sisters. We're going to pick up at verse 4. Matthew 24, verse 4. And Christ answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Read that again, brother. Take heed that no man deceive you. We really need to watch these men. See, he says it over and over and over. You really need to watch these men. Verse 5. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. And shall deceive many. See, for many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ. Who is that? That's Christians, brothers and sisters. So Christ was prophesying that the bulk of the deception in the earth today would come from those who are utilizing Christ's name, which are the Christians. Where did the rapture doctrine come from? The Christians, the Romans, the Roman Catholics, brothers and sisters. Can you read that uh, one more time, brother, from the top? Verse four. And Christ answered and said unto them. Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars, and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. See, so we must watch these men, brothers and sisters. If I can read out of the Bible what a man is saying, I can respect his statement. But if not, you know, I have to shun it, respectfully, politely, righteously. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to, you know, come against you physically, but I'm not going to give an ear to, to sin, brothers and sisters. If you cannot prove it out of the scripture, then I, you know, I can't follow it because why brothers and sisters that are out there listening, you can't go to your family and say, well, brother Sid and brother Corey said this. They're not going to follow that brothers and sisters. They don't, they're not going to follow that. You have to go to the scriptures. That's the only thing they're going to follow. They're not going to follow because the commandment keepers church said something, brothers and sisters. And we don't want, you know, we don't want you to just follow what we're saying. If we can't prove it out of scripture, then reject it, brothers and sisters. Reject it. Now, understand there was a political agenda that came with the, the Roman Catholics, brothers and sisters. There was a political agenda. There was a purpose behind the psychological programming that comes with this particular religion. We're going to go to some of the scriptures they use in the Christian church through Christian theology to say that there's going to be a rapture. Now, anybody who ever attended Christian church understand that when they say rapture, they, you know, uh, let them tell it that Christ will come back and rapture up the Christians into heaven before the Antichrist comes. Before all the, you know, all the evil comes, the mark of the beast, Christians will be raptured up into the heavens, brothers and sisters. And that's, that couldn't be further from the truth. See, that's what they tell good slaves. 
You know, just, you know, do what I say, have a good life, pay your taxes. And when you die, you'll float up into heaven. See, this is what they teach, brothers and sisters. This is what they teach. They teach deceitfulness. You'll float up into heaven. See, and we never question that. We never question the authorities, brothers and sisters, because why? We're trained to believe that whatever, if it's white, it's right, right? If a white man say it, well, he have more education than me, so it must be right. No. Now that we have our identity back, we are now taking our power back. We are the elect. We should be teaching these scriptures because nobody else can teach them like us, brothers and sisters, because it's not theirs. I can't go into China and then teach Chinese history the way you know, somebody who's Chinese can. I can't go into Rome and teach Roman history the way a Roman or an Edomite or a white man can. So we're not going to allow you to come and take over our book and try to teach us. You don't have the understanding. We're going to show you. We're going to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. These are the scriptures that Christians utilize to promote what? The rapture doctrine, brothers and sisters. The rapture deception. Which will be exposed today, brothers and sisters. First Thessalonians 4 and 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. We, uh, it says, them which are asleep. So those who died in Christ, those who are asleep, are waiting in the bosom of Abraham until their change. Verse 14. For if we believe that Christ died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Christ will God bring with him. Read that again, brother. Verse 14. For if we believe that Christ died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Christ will God bring with him. It says, even so them which sleep in Christ will God bring with him. Where's Christ coming to, brothers and sisters? Where's he bringing them to, brothers and sisters? Christ is coming to the earth. So he's not going to take up Christians into heaven. Christ is coming to the earth. It says he will bring them with him, brothers and sisters. Christ is coming to the earth to judge. Those who died during tribulation upholding the truth of Christ will remain. Read verse 15, brother, please. Verse 15. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. See, so those who remain, those who are still breathing, are living upon the second coming of Christ, shall not prevent them which died in Christ, brothers and sisters. These are the scriptures that they manipulate to people who have no uh, historical understanding. Uh, can you go to the next scripture, brother? Verse 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. See, so they'll take this part right here. They'll just take one part of a scripture <laughs> and then they'll build a whole doctrine or a whole teaching off of it, brothers and sisters. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Uh, read that one more time, brother, from the top. Verse 16, please. Verse 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. See? So, number one, if we're here when Christ returns, we won't stop those who are have passed from coming. Because why? They will be changed first, brothers and sisters. They will be changed first. Those who are, you know, who, who, who died during tribulation upholding the truth of the gospel, they will be changed first, brothers and sisters. Verse 17. 
Then we, 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 which are alive and remain, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Right. Now, brothers and sisters, you have to ask yourself a question. What are they being called up to do, brothers and sisters? What are they being called up to do? They're being called up for a reason, brothers and sisters, to be made immortal on Christ's way back. So what the scripture is saying is when Christ come back, those who have already died in the truth will receive their new body. They will meet Christ in the air. Christ isn't going back to heaven. He's coming down to the earth, brothers and sisters. If Christ goes back into heaven, then when is he supposed to subdue the earth? On his third coming? There's no such thing as the third coming of Christ in scriptures, brothers and sisters. So it says, then it says, then we, which are alive and remain, shall be called up together with them in the clouds to meet the most, uh, excuse me, to meet Christ in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. So the question that we must ask is what? Where are they being called up from first? That's the first question. And what are they being called up for? Brothers and sisters, you're not going up into the you're not. Christ isn't coming back to, um. You know, uh, take some people up into heaven and then hide them and say, yeah, y'all, you know, y'all just hold on here. And, uh, you know, we'll go back in seven years. That's 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 what they tell slaves, brothers and sisters. That's what they tell slaves. First, we must show you where they're being called up from, which is what the bosom of Abraham. We're going to Luke 16 and 20. We have to show you where the, the spirits are being called up from, and then we'll give you why they're being called up. We're going to Luke chapter 16, verse 20. Luke, verse 16, uh, chapter 16, verse 20. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of swords. Jump to verse 22, brother. Verse 22. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham. Abraham's bosom. See, so when you die, the righteous are carried into Abraham's bosom, brothers and sisters. Christians don't teach anything about Abraham's bosom. That's why we went here. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell, he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. So when you die, brothers and sisters, if you're righteous, you go to Abraham's bosom. If you, um, you know, if you dealt with you know, a lifestyle of iniquity, you'll go into torments. This is in the center of the earth, brothers and sisters. Verse 24. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. See, so brothers and sisters, the righteous will be able to see the, the sinners, brothers and sisters. They will be able to see the sinners. In the, center of the, in the center of the earth. This is where those who died in Christ are being called up from. Can you read verse 25, brother? Verse 25. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receiveth thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And besides all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed. So that they which would pass from hence to you cannot. Neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. So brothers and sisters, in the center of the earth, in the bosom of Abraham, there is a chasm that separates the righteous from the sinners. There's a chasm in which they cannot cross over, brothers and sisters. So this is the bosom of Abraham. 
all of this is going on in the bosom of Abraham. This is further proof that the Jehovah Witnesses are being disingenuous when they say uh, there's no judgment, uh, there's no hell. The Hindus who believe in reincarnation believe you can be reincarnated into white mice. All of that is, you know, all of that is, is straight philosophy, brothers and sisters. This is where the spirits are being called up from. We're going to go back to Ephesians really quick. We're going to read it again since we know where they're being called from. Excuse me, not Ephesians. First Thessalonians 4 and 13. We're going to go there. First Thessalonians 4 and 13. But I will not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Christ died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Christ will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord. It said that God will bring with him. Where is he bringing them from? The bosom of Abraham, brothers and sisters. Uh, continue, Brother Corey. Verse 15. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. We will not prevent them who are asleep in the bosom of Abraham. Verse 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Where are they rising from? The bosom of Abraham, brothers and sisters. Verse 17. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now the question is, what are they being caught up to do, brothers and sisters? Are they being called up to go into heaven? No, they're being transformed into immortality for a reason. When he says they're called up and meet them in the air, that's their transformation, brothers and sisters, into immortality, into their new vessel. And we're going to prove it. We're going to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians, we're, we're going to uh, go to chapter 15, and we're going to read verse 49 through 54. 1 Corinthians 15 and 49, brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, we're going to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 49, because we the question is, why are they being called up? Are they being called up to go up into heaven? I don't think so. Scriptures don't substantiate that, and we're going to prove it. 1 Corinthians 15 and 49. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. See, so brothers and sisters, th the transformation being caught up into the air is a transformation to change you from corruptible to incorruptible. It's a transformation. There's a reason for that transformation. Verse 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. But we shall all be changed. Brothers and sisters, we have earthy shells, but when Christ returns, we'll have our heavenly shell. Can you read 51 one more time, brother? Verse 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. He says, I show you a mystery. That means everybody will not ascertain it, brothers and sisters. It's a mystery. So some people are not going to get it. Continue, brother. Verse 52. In a moment... In the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. See, so then the dead shall be raised incorruptible, brothers and sisters. And that's the importance of burial. 
That's the importance of burial. It's Hebrew, it's Israelite custom to not burn your body, brothers and sisters, not to be cremated. Now, it's a shame, you know, it's unfortunate that they have now put a price tag on following the Most High. Most people are cremated because they don't have the funds, the financial capabilities to be buried regularly, right? The Bible tell you, in order for your body to, you need that same, the materials, that same material, your body was made from the dirt. It must go back into the dirt. So when Christ come back, you can have that new body, uh, you know, transformation. You can transform from mortal to immortal, brothers and sisters. Can you read verse 52 again, brother? Verse 52. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Right. And the scripture prior said that we may not all, we may not, we all won't sleep, but we'll all be changed. So even if you're, you don't die, you will be changed too. But those who die will be changed first, brothers and sisters. We're showing you the purpose of being caught up. The scripture that says they're being caught up. They'll meet Christ in the air. This is the reason why. Verse 53. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must be put on in immortality. Right. See? So this is what they're being caught up to do, brothers and sisters. They're not being caught up to, uh, to go into heaven. Christ is not coming back to just take up the church, right? And then take them and, and put them in heaven and say, y'all just hold on here. Y'all just, you know, just hold on here. No. Christ is calling them up for a particular reason, and that's to be changed into immortality so they can fight this war with Christ. You must be changed first before you fight with Christ. Read verse 54, brother, please. Verse 54. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. See? So when this corruptible body shall put on incorruption, the mortal shall have put on immortality. That's the reason that they're being caught up, brothers and sisters. Christians will tell you that they're being caught up so they can float up into heaven. What scripture, you know, what scripture is that, Christians? What, what scripture is that, pastor? See? So, brothers and sisters, we must become students of the Bible again. We must become students of the Bible because there's so many deceptions. There's a flood out there, brothers and sisters. There's a flood. We're going, we're going to go to further scriptures that they use to say left behind. We're going to Matthew 24 and 39. First, we needed to show you that he's changing those who follow him for a purpose. And now we have the purpose. The purpose is to put on immortality. We're going to show you. Follow us, brothers and sisters. Matthew 24 in 39. Matthew 24, verse 39. And knew not until the flood came. Excuse me, one second, brother. We're going to jump up. We're going to start at, actually, we're going to start at 36, brother. Matthew 24, verse 36. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. See, so... This is further proof that the doctrine of the Christians is false because they say that Christ will come back and then in seven years he'll come back again. The Bible tell you that no man knoweth the day or the hour. Now, if you know when Christ come back or when the Antichrist is, then you'll just calculate seven years after that and say, okay, well, I'm going to do dirt. And then on the, you know, the day before the seventh year, I'll get it right. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 36. But of that day and hour knoweth no man. No. Not the angels of heaven, 
but my father only. See, so Christ don't even know when his return is, brothers and sisters. Only the father. 37. But as the days of no were, so shall also the coming of the son of man be. Right. So in the day, just as the days of Noah, brothers and sisters, so shall also the coming of son of man. We know the son of man is Christ. So what does it mean when it says as in the days of Noah? We're going to show you. Go to verse 38, brother, please. Verse 38. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. Until the day that Noah entered into the ark. Right. See, so during this time, people are going to be eating, drinking, marrying. It, it'll, be, it'll be going on like it's a regular day, brothers and sisters. Verse, verse 39. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away. Right. See, it says, and they knew not until the flood came. So some people will only believe it when it happens, brothers and sisters. Those who are actually going to make it into the kingdom are those who prepared beforehand, brothers and sisters. Can you read? Um, can you read that again, brother? Uh, from thirty-eight, verse thirty-eight. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Now examine this, brothers and sisters. It says, "And took them all away." Who was taken? Those outside of the ark, brothers and sisters, were taken. The only people that survived were who? Noah, his three sons, and their wives, brothers and sisters. Eight people lived through the flood. Everybody else was taken away. Read verse 39 one more time, brother. Verse 39. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field. The one shall be taken and the other left. Now, now, brothers and sisters, these are the scriptures that they use to relieve the pastors who couldn't substantiate the doctrine of the rapture through the Bible. They came up with what? Elaborate productions, motion pictures full of theatrics like the left behind. They had to use a form of propaganda because the Bible does not support the left behind. So they'll use these scriptures right here and then build a whole doctrine and then movies off of it. Uh, read 40 again, brother, please. Verse 40. Then shall two be in the field, the one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill. When it says grinding at the mill, that's working, brothers and sisters. I have to put that out there because I had a homosexual bring me that one time and said, yeah, two women going to be grinding on each other. I'm like, no, brother, no. That's talking about work, brother. That's what that's talking about. Uh, can you uh, Can you read that again, brother? Verse 41. Two women shall be grinding at the mill. The one shall be taken and the other left. Now, brothers and sisters, I need you to examine. He said, as in the days of Noah, those were taken away outside of the ark, brothers and sisters. So as in the days of Noah, those who were taken were the evil. So when you read this scripture, it says, then shall two be in the field. One shall be taken. The one that's taken is the evil one, brothers and sisters. See? They flip this whole thing around to say, yeah, the one that's left there is the evil one. No. In the days of Noah, those who were taken were the evil brothers and sisters. Can you read verse 40 again, brother? Actually, we're going to jump up so we can get the whole. We're going to examine it again. Uh, can you start at 38 again, brother? Verse 38. For in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away. See? And took them all away. Who was who was them? The evil brothers and sisters. See? 
So it's beautifully crafted. If you look at this and you know history, brothers and sisters, he's saying that it will be as the days of Noah, where those who are taken will be the evil brothers and sisters. Christians flip this around and say, those who are taken will be taken into heaven. That's not what this is. That's you can't substantiate that through scriptures, brothers and sisters. Those who are taken are actually the ones living a lifestyle of iniquity, brothers and sisters. Can you uh, can you read verse 39, brother? Verse 39. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the son of man be. Then shall two be in the field. The one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill. The one shall be taken and the other left. Watch, therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord does come. See, so brothers and sisters, examine this. Look how the Christians have totally flipped this around. And see, that's why they had to promote that doctrine. Because psychologically, it was preparing you to, to view all these scriptures through their perception. If you believe in the rapture of the left behind, you'll look at this and say, yeah, see, this is exactly what it's talking about. You'll be taken up and floated into heaven. It, no, that's not what this is talking about, brothers and sisters. Those who are taken are the evil brothers and sisters. See, and this is why they needed the theatrics. They needed the theater of media, of, of moving pictures to, to, in order to, to deeply ingrain this particular deception in, in people's minds, brothers and sisters. So then they started coming out with movies where planes was going down because the pilot was a Christian or, or cars are crashing because the cab driver was a Christian. You are at work and, you know, uh, you know, in your cubicle, you just disappear. You, you vaporize, but your boots, your shoes, it's, it, you know, your clothing, your tie, your shirt is there in your cubicle, though. See, this is straight theatrics, brothers and sisters. And this is the kind of doc, this is the type of mess that the Christian church is promoting because they know that we're ignorant, brothers and sisters. Because why? If we're not learning it through them, where would we learn it from? We can only learn it through the spirit of the most high brothers and sisters, because why the teachers are being the preachers, the pastors are actually being taught a demonic doctrine. When they're young, they go to the theologian school and the theologian school shapes their perception on what to teach. And if you believe in that, if you believe in the rapture, you'll see these scriptures and you'll think that the one taken is the righteous will be taken up into heaven. When there's no scripture that says the righteous are going to be taken up into heaven, brothers and sisters, that don't exist. Can you read verse 42 and 43, brother, please? Verse 42. Watch, therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. See, and that's why we promote rehearsing the righteous acts now. Because some people think that, well, I, you know, I'm always there. When Christ come back, I'll be there. You know, I'm going to go do this dirt, go do some fornicating, you know. I'll be there, though. I'm always there. I'll show up. You know, right when I feel Christ is coming, I'll show up. But what? Read verse 43, brother. Verse 43. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known and what, what, and what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. See? So if an owner of a home knows what time a thief is going to come, he's he going to watch, right? That's why I said no man know the day or the hour, because he... The Most High is trying to prove who's genuine, who's authentic, because some people are going to try it right at the end, right? Some people are going to try it right at the end, and that's not going to work. As a Christian, they told us, as long as you say you accept Christ on your deathbed, it could be your last breath, you're going to go into heaven. And you know that don't sound right, brothers and sisters. That's too easy. 
You know that don't sound right. I, As a young man, I believe that. I'm like, I'm going to do dirt all through life. And then when I get sick and I'm in the hospital, right before I think I'm going to die, I'm going to say, you know what, Christ, I love you. Please forgive me. That's not going to happen, brothers and sisters. The Most High wouldn't be equitable if he allowed that, brothers and sisters. Can you read verse 44, brother? Verse 44. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. See? That's why we rehearse the righteous act now, because Christ can come back at any time. He's already at the door, brothers and sisters. He can come back at any time. And when he does break that atmosphere, we want to be dealing with righteousness and not sin, brothers and sisters. So we need to show you the the, the spiritual implications of, um, of the rapture deception. If you believe that you're going to be raptured, they're teaching you to just be docile. Just, you know, just go live your life. And, you know, you just live your life and you don't have to worry about none of the stuff the government is doing. You don't have to worry about the FEMA camps. You don't have to worry about moving from America because you'll be raptured up. In fact, you might as well take the mark of the beast, right? Because the mark of the beast, according to Christian theology, isn't implemented until after the rapture. See? So that means you'll receive any type of economic spending. You'll receive it because why? You haven't been raptured. I can receive anything because the rapture happens before the mark of the beast, before the evil, before, you know, before the degradation. See, that's what they wanted. Christians are this world's worst enemy because why? They have a love for Christ. Even though they don't have all the knowledge, they love Christ, brothers and sisters. Christians love Christ and they need you on the sidelines. See, they don't want you in this battle. They want you to sit on the sidelines and wait on a rapture. See, there's, it's dangerous. It's a dangerous delusion, brothers and sisters. And we're going to show you. We're going to Revelations chapter 5, verse 10. Revelation 5, verse 10. And has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Read that again, brother. And has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Reign on the earth reign on the earth brothers and sisters we shall reign on the earth see so why would he be coming back to take us up into heaven when we're, our rulership our reign is on earth see and that's what they teach slaves they don't want you to believe you're going to rule on earth you'll rule after you die you die and then you go up into heaven then you rule that but you ain't going to rule this white man's earth see see brothers and sisters when christ come and take dominion from the governments it's for his people to reign on the earth to set dominion for those who follow him brothers and sisters there will be no third coming so christ said what you'll be called up for what for that change that transformation into immortality so you can reign on the earth brothers and sisters see our rulership will be on earth you're not floating up into heaven brothers and sisters you're not you need to, we want you guys to examine the doctrine that's been taught through the Christian church, brothers and sisters, because the Bible do not substantiate it. There's holes all throughout that doctrine, brothers and sisters. And when you find one, the whole thing starts to crumble. It's just like Jenga. You pull out one, the whole thing just crumbles, brothers and sisters. We were made to our God as kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. See? But if you believe you're being raptured, you don't have to worry about the destruction that's that's coming because why? You're going to be raptured. That leads you to be complacent. I don't need to do anything. You know, God going to rapture me up before, you know, 
before anything happened, any destruction happened. That's what they wanted, brothers and sisters. That was part of their programming, brothers and sisters. That was their programming. We're going to John 15 and 18. We're going to the gospel. Follow us, brothers and sisters. We know this is a very controversial topic, but as shepherds, we have to warn the sheep of the deceptions that are being promoted, that are being publicized, that are being advertised through those who call, who call themselves Christians. John 15, verse 18. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. See, so if you are following Christ, the world is going to hate you, brothers and sisters. If everybody loves you, you need to examine that. The world will read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 18. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. See, so brothers and sisters, there's a psycholog there's psychological impact. The collateral damage that ensues this doctrine is evil, brothers and sisters. Because why? If you're following Christ, you're going to be hated. If you're one with Christ, you're going to go through persecution. How do we know? Verse 20, brother. Verse 20. Remember the word that I said unto you. The servant is not greater than the Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. So, brothers and sisters, if we follow Christ, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted Christ, understand you're going to go through persecution too. Why do you think that Christ had to go through persecution, but you'll be floated up into heaven and not have to go through any persecution? That goes against everything the doctrine of Christ teaches, brothers and sisters. I don't have to worry about being persecuted because I'm going to be floated up into heaven when the scripture tell you the complete opposite. See, so this doctrine of... Of uh, a, a, a rapture deception is putting you in a complacent spirit, being con mind controlled, brothers and sisters. Jacob's trouble is a necessity as a purging for those who follow Christ. If you are of the world, the world would love you, brothers and sisters. But you're not of the world because I chosen you out of the world. Therefore, the world hateth you, brothers and sisters. See? So understand that you will go through persecution. This is how the Most High prove you. You're not going to just live a you know, uh, you know, you're not going to just live a, a jovial life without any persecution at all. If you are, then that means you're on the devil's team. You're on Satan's side, brothers and sisters. Those who follow Christ will be persecuted. Why? Because Christ was persecuted and no man or servant is greater than his master. And Christ is our master, brothers and sisters. Christ is our master. See now, anybody who who knows Christian theology say, well, we got to wait on the Antichrist. We got to wait on the Antichrist. None of this happens until an Antichrist. So even when I was young, brothers and sisters, you had people, uh, publicists, you, you had authors who would write whole books on who they believe the Antichrist is, brothers and sisters. This has been going on for 30, 40 years, right? Suppose the Antichrist have been here since the time of Christ, brothers and sisters. Suppose that. Let's just say hypothetically, even though it's not hypothetical, let's say it. Let's say that the Antichrist have been here since the time of Christ. Then what? Then you've been waiting for nothing. And see, that's what they want. They want you waiting on a prophecy that'll never come, brothers and sisters. Because you're waiting and not working. You're not working for Christ. You're not working for his people. You're just waiting on a rapture. And that's what they wanted, brothers and sisters. That's exactly what they wanted. How can you receive the reward of Christ and not go through the persecution of Christ, brothers and sisters? 
They tell you, just wait for the Antichrist. Just if there's no Antichrist, then you can receive a chip in your hand to pay. Don't worry about it. There's the same way they ask you about the chip in your card. That's that chip will be placed in your hand, brothers and sisters, according to scripture. That chip will be placed in your hand. And since that don't happen until the Antichrist comes, according to Christian theology, then I'll receive it. Because why? I have no reason not to receive it. I have no reason not to receive it if it's not supposed to be implemented until after Christ's second coming. See, brothers and sisters? See? We're going to Revelation 16 and 13. Revelation 16, verse 13. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon. And out of the mouth of the beast. And out of the mouth of the false prophet. See, so they'll say here, the false prophet is the Antichrist. This is what they'll say, brothers and sisters. This is what they'll say. See, they'll take one verse, not even a verse. They'll take one word in a verse and then philosophize it. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 13. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon. Like frogs. What does that mean? That means many, brothers and sisters. There will be many unclean spirits that come out of the mouth of the dragon. We know the dragon is, you know, represents Satan, brothers and sisters. The the frogs mean many. Now, when I read this, what do I think about Christianity? How many denominations of Christianity is there, brothers and sisters? You have the Baptists, the Protestants, the Pentecostals, the Catholics, right? All of these, you know, the holy rollers, all of these different denominations, these are all antichrist, brothers and sisters. Can you read verse 13 again, brother? Verse 13. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth into the kings of the earth and out and of the whole world to gather them to the battle and the great day of the God Almighty. Now, brothers and sisters, what particular church, who went forth throughout the whole earth establishing kings and, and, and kingdoms, brothers and sisters? The Roman Catholic Church. Anywhere there's, Rome, uh, there's Catholicism, guess what happened there? War. <laughs> War happened before they, play, they brought the Catholicism, brothers and sisters. See? So the Christian church, the Roman Catholics... Brothers and sisters are antichrist. They're antichrist, brothers and sisters, and we're going to prove it. Let's go to Daniel 7 and 25, brothers and sisters. We're going into the Tanakh. Daniel 7 and 25. And he shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High. Brothers and sisters, this he is a society. This he is a doctrine that started with who? The Holy Roman Church. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 25. And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws. And they shall be given into his hand, until a time and times, and the dividing of time. How do we know it's the Roman Catholic Church, brothers and sisters? It says, wear out the saints of the Most High. Who wore out the saints? Who took down... You know, Jerusalem in 70 AD. Who was that? Who killed Christ, brothers and sisters? The Romans. They don't call themselves Romans today. But nevertheless, we know who you are. The Edomites. Those who are scarlet colored, brothers and sisters. See? That's the proof that the Antichrist is is emanating out of Catholicism or Christianity, brothers and sisters. See? So the very people that's telling you to wait on an Antichrist are Antichrist themselves. Brothers and sisters, and the Bible exposed this. 
The Bible exposes, brothers and sisters, who persecuted Christ and his disciples. Hmm? Who? Read that one more time, brother. Verse 25. And he shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High. Who are the saints? Maybe if we prove who the saints are, you'll understand who that he is. We're going to Psalms chapter 50, <laughs> verse 5 to show you who are the saints. Because see, what Christians do is they'll take everywhere that references the children of Israel and then put the church there. And say, yes, this is the church. The church is going to be raptured. The church, the church, the church. No, this is a physical people, a bloodline, a physical bloodline of people. And we're going to show you. Psalms 50 and 5. Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. See, that's the proof. The children of Israel are the only people who made a covenant with the Most High to sacrifice. Those who made a covenant by sacrifice are the children of Israel. So, brothers and sisters, just because you're a part of a religion doesn't make you equivalent to a saint. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 5. Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. And anybody who is claiming, even children of Israel who are claiming that we weren't supposed to be sacrificing, brothers and sisters, understand you're talking to a fabricator. Understand you're talking to somebody who's completely delusional. Who, who questioned Christ's purpose, who's devious and deceptive. Anybody saying that the children of Israel were not supposed to sacrifice, you're speaking to a demon, brothers and sisters. And they're not bringing it to you because they care. They're bringing it to you because they have, the intent of their heart is based on something else that they're going to bring you. So first they'll bring you, we shouldn't be sacrificing. They'll let you sit with that for like three months. And then they'll come back with something else, what really their plan is. Well, you know, since I moved you away from understanding that, now take this too. So anybody who said, I don't care if they're an Israelite or not, brothers and sisters, anybody who say the children of Israel were not, the Most High never told us to sacrifice, understand you're dealing with a demon. Understand that, brothers and sisters. We needed to show you who the saints were because it said he, they wore out the saints. So who are the saints? The children of Israel. Who wore out the Israelites? The Romans, brothers and sisters. We're going back to Daniel 7 and 25 to get further understanding. Daniel 7 and 25. And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws. And they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of time. See, this is the Roman Empire, brothers and sisters. They're the ones who change times and laws. They said Christ's birthday is on December 25th. We know that's not true. We know that they changed times. They said the Sabbath is on Sunday. We know that's not true. They said Christ died on Easter. We know that's not true. These are the, the Roman Catholics, the, 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 the Catholic Empire, or excuse me, the Holy Roman Empire, brothers and sisters, is the seat of the Antichrist. They are the people who would tell you, eat whatever you want. The law is done away with. When did, when did Satan infiltrate the Christian church? 325, under the Council of Nicaea, brothers and sisters. That's when Satan infiltrated the church. Now, how do we know? That this, the Antichrist spirit was brewing back then, well before our time, during the time of, you know, during the time of Christ even. How do we know that? We're going to show you. We're going to Revelations 16 and 14, brothers and sisters. We have a lot of precepts here, but, you know, because this particular deception is deeply ingrained in our people, we must expose it. Brothers and sisters, how do we know? That the Antichrist spirit was brewing well before our time. We're going to go to Revelations 16 verse 14. 
Revelation 16, verse 14. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles. Brothers and sisters, it was spirits of devils that infiltrated our doctrine, that infiltrated Christianity. Which go forth into the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. See, so what church carried their doctrine throughout the whole earth to set up kings and government? The Roman Catholic Church, brothers and sisters. Do you find it odd, that find it strange that even our brothers and sisters in South America are Catholics? Oh, down in Brazil, Costa Rica, Panama, they're all Catholics. Why is that? Because they've been taken down by Edomites, by the Romans. And once you're taken down, then you must serve their God. You must serve their holidays. You must eat their foods, brothers and sisters. This is further proof that the spirit of Antichrist was working back then. And it's emanating out of the Roman Catholic Church, brothers and sisters. Uh, read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 14. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth into the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. See, so what would happen? They would subdue the earth with a satanic religion, brothers and sisters. Now, if their agenda is to fight against Christ, how can they teach you about Christ, brothers and sisters? And that's the question Christians must ask. Every Christian I know says, well, no, 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 we're not part of the Catholic Church. Yes, you are. The Catholic Church is the biggest, you know, they are the conglomerate. They, all, all denominations come from underneath of the Catholic Church, brothers and sisters. The Catholic, the Christianity that was during the Bible is not the Christianity today, brothers and sisters. Satan have infiltrated. It tells you that spirits of devils have infiltrated it, brothers and sisters. So those same people who killed Christ have now stolen the doctrine and say, you know what? We're going to teach you the doctrine. They're teaching you a doctrine to make you... Uh, to, you know, to put you in a spirit of unbelief. That's why they're teaching, brothers and sisters. So when I hear Gentiles, or not even Gentiles, but Israelites say they don't believe in the Bible, I understand why. I don't agree with you, but I understand why. It's because those who are teaching the Bible are evil, and they're teaching a doctrine that would cause you not to believe, brothers and sisters. So we don't fault people who say they don't believe. Because they don't have the proper understanding. You have uh, deceivers teaching who are supposed to be responsible, brothers and sisters. Look at, um, look at the prophet from the Roman Catholic Church last year, brothers and sisters. They made over $5 billion, with a B, dollars, brothers and sisters. They control Christianity, brothers and sisters. The Edomites, the Romans, Esau. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 14. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth into the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. See, so they would spread this doctrine or this teaching in order to get people to fight against the Most High, brothers and sisters. How would they do that? They would send missionaries, right? See? Don't, don't Christian missionaries go all over to Africa? Why are they only going places with people of color? That's my question. Why do Mormons only come into people of color, to the ghettos? Because you, they're after you. The flood is aimed towards the woman. So brothers and sisters, they would send their missionaries out into these other lands. And why would they do that? Because once they gain your trust, now the army comes right after that. So they come with the religion, but after that comes what? Comes the army, comes the power, comes the strength of the Roman Catholic Church. The strength of the Catholic Church is what? The army. The, the, the actual Catholicism is just the, the spiritual side. But they have an army also, brothers and sisters, and they would use missionaries. 
Catholic churches sprout up everywhere that they have war. When Rome or America take down a particular um, a particular country or a land, the first thing they put up are is a Catholic church. That's the first thing that must be established under their control is a Catholic church, and then they establish um, hospitals so they can so they can push their their um, satanic medication, the, the the vaccines. So when they come to your land, take it over. They put up a Catholic church, which is paganism and antichrist, and then they set up their uh, their health, their healthcare system, brothers and sisters. This is their plan. And now that we know, we can be educated and fight against it spiritually. We're going to Second Thessalonians chapter two, brothers and sisters. We're going to expose the rapture deception. We're going to read verse one through three. Second Thessalonians two, verse one. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Christ. And by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means. Read that again. Let no man deceive you by any means. See, the Bible constantly tell you, let no man deceive you. Because why? Satan have ministers of, of, of evil out there, brothers and sisters, um, in their... They're, they're hiding themselves in sheep's clothing. You have wolves in sheep's clothing, brothers and sisters. Can you read verse 3 again? Verse 3. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there be, except there come a falling away first, that the man of sin be revealed. It says, except there be a falling away first, brothers and sisters. Falling away. What, what was that? That was when Israel was destroyed by the Romans in 70 AD. At this time that Paul was writing this particular epistle, <clears throat> Israel was still in, well, the southern kingdom of Israel was still within Jerusalem's borders, brothers and sisters. So he said, until our land is taken down and we're put out, that's a sign of Christ's coming. That's a sign that, you know, that's a sign in prophecy that must happen, before, you know, uh, that leads up to Christ's second coming. Because why? There was a lot of Israelites during that time who thought that Christ's second coming would have been back then. They thought Christ came to save them back then. They didn't understand that they had to, they had more prophecies that they had to go through, brothers and sisters. So we must reveal the son of perdition, brothers and sisters, the son of Satan. Where's the Antichrist emanating from? There's a plethora of King James work, even Martin Luther's works, brothers and sisters, not Martin Luther King, but Martin Luther, the Protestant brothers and sisters, who in his records in his in his uh, in his records, he 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 said that he knew that the seat of the Antichrist was Rome. Everybody knew at this time, brothers and sisters, that the Romans were pagans and most Antichrist people came through Rome, brothers and sisters. Everybody knew this. Mar um, excuse me. King James, he knew this. In King James' works, uh, you have the reunion of Christendom. Uh, it's King James, the first and the sixth of um, the reunion of Christendom. He exposed the Catholics and said that they were dealing with Satan. Satan was controlling the Roman Empire, brothers and sisters. Now, are we saying all white people? No, we're not even, we don't deal with it like that because it's not most white people are uneducated. It's those who are in charge Brothers and sisters, it's the rulers, it's the powers of the Edomites, brothers and sisters, the politicians, the Pope, 
they are all against not just the children of Israel, but all people. They're going to try to destroy Israel and anybody else who get caught up will be destroyed also. We're going to show you. It said there must be a falling away first. Let's show you what that falling away was. We're going to Luke 21 and 20, brothers and sisters. Because why? Christ prophesied of a falling away. We're going to Luke chapter 21. We're going to read verse 20 and 21. Luke 21 verse 20. And when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is not. See, so when you see Jerusalem compassed with armies, so when you see military occupation in Israel, because why? We, you know, we have previous lessons of, I think it's called uh, History Repeats Itself, where we went into the details concerning 70 AD, where the Romans placed a border, a wall around Jerusalem in order to uh, surround us and destroy us and make sure we couldn't go outside to to get products or food or produce. That's in the Bible. Read verse 20 one more time, brother. Verse 20. And when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is not. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst thereof depart out, and let not them that are in countries enter therein to See, so brothers and sisters, the saints were being destroyed by the Romans. This is the real Holocaust. This is the real Holocaust, brothers and sisters. Christ told us to flee into the mountains, now known as the Atlas Mountains. This is how the Israelites got into Africa. Because when the, the Romans came to destroy us, Christ said, when you see them, right? You notice how they say, um, you know, they, we need martial law in Chicago and these different places. Once their army is there, they never leave, brothers and sisters. Go ask, if you don't believe us, go ask Iraq. <laughs> They're still in Iraq, brothers and sisters. Once the army is there, they don't leave. They'll have you believe, oh, it's just for a time. Just, you know, so we can get things under control because, you know, there's so much violence. No, once they're there, they don't leave, brothers and sisters. They will not leave. Read verse 22, brother, please. Verse 22. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. All things that are written may be fulfilled. Jump to verse 24, brother. Verse 24. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and, and shall be led away captive into all nations. Who was that, brothers and sisters? Exactly. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. See, Jerusalem will be inhabited by the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled. How do we know those times haven't been fulfilled? Because there's Gentiles still fighting over our land. You have the Edomite Jewish people fighting with the Palestinians, both Gentiles. So the time have not been fulfilled until Christ come and liberate us, brothers and sisters. There's no, you're going to find out today that that particular doctrine or teaching of the rapture is a highly, highly satanic and evil doctrine with psychological implications. We're going to 2 Thessalonians 2 and 3. We're going back to where we left off. 2 Thessalonians 2 and 3. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there be there come a falling out first, or a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. We will expose him. Verse 4. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worship, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Who is this talking about, brothers and sisters? Who is walking around on earth as 
God himself. Who is that? That's the Pope, brothers and sisters. See? The Pope is being called Father, right? All Popes are being controlled by the spirit of the Antichrist, brothers and sisters. Can you read verse 4 again? Verse 4. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he, he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. See? So, brothers and sisters, anybody who's ever watched the uh, that seven-day ritual with the popes where it's the white smoke and then the black smoke, remember that? <clears throat> See? That's, that's, that, that's channeling, brothers and sisters. That's a spirit moving from one pope to the next. From, from biblical times, brothers and sisters. From crisis times. It's that same spirit from then is being passed from pope to pope, brothers and sisters. See? The false prophet is the leader of what? The political and religious structure of the Edomites, brothers and sisters. The pope. The pope must be elected. So why? So you must look at the structure that controls the Pope, not just the Pope, but the Pope must be elected or selected. So you must look at the structure that selects or elects him, brothers and sisters. See, so it's not just we're not going to point to one man because they would rather you say, you know, well, is it Nimrod? Is, is the Antichrist Hitler? Is it Barack Obama? Is it Donald Trump? See, that's exactly what they wanted, brothers and sisters. That's exactly what they wanted. They wanted you to just run around like a dog chasing his tail, looking for something that will never exist, that will never come to pass, brothers and sisters. The Antichrist spirit was going, you know, was going on back then. Anybody, you know, anybody who stands up today, any politician that says, I'm God, follow me, everybody would know right away <laughs> that that's the Antichrist. So it wouldn't be that easy, brothers and sisters. There would be no way for a politician to stand up and say, I'm God incarnate and not the, the whole world don't know. So that's why they taught you that. They taught you that because that means you just wait for a man to come up and say he's God. Don't pay attention to anything else. Just wait till you see that. When you see that, then you know. So don't look at anything else. You just go on about your life until you hear somebody claiming to be God. Brothers and sisters, the Antichrist spirit was 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 on earth back then brothers and sisters we're going to first, we're going to continue <clears throat> verse 5 remember ye not that when i was yet with you i told you these things and now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time for the mystery of iniquity doth already work read that again brother for the mystery of iniquity doth already work only he who now let it will let until he be taken out of the way. See, for, so, so the mystery of iniquity doeth already work, brothers and sisters. What is Paul saying? The spirit of Antichrist was working during Paul's time, brothers and sisters. See, he was working during Paul's time. Who was working during Paul's time? The Roman Empire, brothers and sisters. The Roman Empire. Continue, brother. Verse 8. And then shall that wicked be revealed. Whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy you with the brightness of his coming. See, so they understand that Christ is coming back for warfare. That's why they uh, promote movies like Independence Day to make you believe that it's aliens coming down to destroy society, to, to, to destroy the earth. When it's really Christ coming to judge the wicked. Verse nine. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan 
with all power and signs and lying wonders. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan. Who was that, brothers and sisters? That's the power of the Holy Roman Church. And if you don't think they have power, take an audit of the world and see how many were taken down by Rome. See? Go look at that, brothers and sisters. Examine that, brothers and sisters. Verse 10. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 10. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. See, Christians don't receive the love of the truth, brothers and sisters. They don't receive it. Continue, brother. Verse 11. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion. Read that again. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. See, because you don't want to open up the Bible and find the truth of the Most High, the Most High is going to send a strong delusion. So now you believe Christ was born on December 25th. You believe bunnies lay eggs now. You believe the Sabbath is Sunday now. You believe Christ didn't have a physical father now. You believe in a rapture. See? Because why? You haven't studied to show thyself approved. Read uh, verse 11 again, brother, please. Verse 11. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. See, if you're a Christian, you can stay, you know, evil, because through grace... You can do what you want. This is what they teach, brothers and sisters. I have grace. I can be a fornicator. I can be a thief. I can be a murderer. I can eat pork, crab, shrimp, lobster. I can eat all that because I have grace. And with my last breath, I'll just say, I accept Christ. That's the spirit of Antichrist, brothers and sisters. Antichrist means you're against Christ. If you're anti-guns, that means you don't like guns. If you're anti-Christ, that means you don't follow Christ. That's what it means, brothers and sisters. It's not one specific man, brothers and sisters. It's not one man. We're going to prove it. We're going to 1 John chapter 2, verse 18. Further proof. Further proof, brothers and sisters. And this proof cannot be disputed. This proof, can, this evidence cannot be disputed. 1 John 2 and 18. Little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that the Antichrist shall come, even now are there many antichrists. Read that again, brother. Even now are there many antichrists. Read that again, brother. Even now there are many antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. We, brothers and sisters, back then there was many antichrists. So why would the Catholic Church, why would the Christians be trying to, uh, you know, shape your perception to believe there's only one antichrist and you need to wait on that antichrist? And, you know... That Antichrist actually won't come until you're raptured up in heaven. So you don't need to worry about none of the destruction that's coming down on earth because the Antichrist haven't, you know, haven't, haven't popped up. When the Bible tells you, read verse 18 again, brother, please. Verse 18. Little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists. Whereby we know that it is the last time. This is why you must study to show thyself approved, brothers and sisters. Because before we had the truth or the knowledge of who we are, a pastor could say anything to you and you would just have to receive that, brothers and sisters. See, we we don't care how, you know, what status a man have. If he's coming against this Bible, we're going to shun you. We're going to reject you 
And we're not, you know, that's why we call these pastors out righteously. Go back and study because that doctrine have many holes in it, brothers and sisters. It have a myriad of holes, brothers and sisters, many. And if you just find one of them, then the whole, the whole thing collapses, brothers and sisters. The whole thing will collapse. See, there's not one antichrist, brothers and sisters. There are many antichrists, brothers and sisters, many. Read that one more time, brother, before we move on. Verse 18, little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. See, so this is why the children of Israel need to take their position back. Give me my, listen, give us our Bible back and give us our position back. You shouldn't be teaching the Bible. You're not an Israelite. Israelites, study to show thyself approved because why this earth is in darkness and you have the power, the wherewithal, the understanding, the fervor to do what? To light up the world, brothers and sisters. We're the real Illuminati. We're the real illuminated ones. Illuminati means enlightened. We're the enlightened ones, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Revelations 13 and 9. Revelations chapter 13, verse Nine, brothers and sisters, follow us. We're going to read 9 through 18. Revelation 13 and 9. If any man have an ear, let him hear. Brother Corey, read Revelations 13 and 9, please. Revelation 13, verse 9. If any man have an ear, let him hear. See, if any man have an ear, we know that all men have ears. But if you have an ear for this, let him hear. See, that means we don't. We, we, you know, we're not trying to force somebody to believe this. If you're hearing this and you don't believe it, that's fine with us because you believe in it or not. It doesn't benefit us at all. So we don't try to force people and argue with them to believe something. If you don't believe it, then you'll talk to the most high on that day. We're not going to waste our time because why? We're not going to waste our time arguing with people when there's so many people out there who have no truth. Who would be willing to accept it? There's so many people out there with no truth, brothers and sisters, and would be willing to accept it rather than to go back and forth with a non-believer. So he who have an ear to hear, let him listen. If you don't, then that's fine too, brothers and sisters. We're going to read verse 10. Verse 10. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. He is Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. See, this is what the saints are waiting for. They're waiting for Christ to facilitate retribution. That's what we're waiting for. Because why? Vengeance is the Lord's. We're not looking to come against people physically. We're going to let our big brother Christ do that. Verse 11, brother, please. Verse 11. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb. And he spake as a dragon. Look at this, brothers and sisters. Look at this. This beast is being exercised through America. Read that, uh, read that scripture again, brother. Verse 11, and I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. Two horns like a lamb, yet he spake as a dragon. You see, that's what America do. That's what the Romans do. They come in a soft, unassuming manner. But what they're teaching is venom and vitriol and hatred for the Most High. They're teaching evolution. They're teaching Big Bang. See, they come, Right? Like a lamb. They appear like a lamb. Oh, the Pope, he does such, he does great things. But behind closed doors, he's a dragon, brothers and sisters. See? The Bible exposed these people, brothers and sisters. 
Can you read that again, Brother Corey? Verse 11. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, but he spoke as a dragon. And he, and he exercised all the power of the first beast before him, and caused the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. Who is it speaking of? This beast is being exercised through America, brothers and sisters. It said, causeth the earth and the earth and them which dwell in it to worship the first beast. Who is that? Holy Rome. See? So America actually give reverence to Rome, brothers and sisters. That's why they use the symbology of the eagle. That's why they have the government structure of quote-unquote democracy. They have the Caesar or the president, brothers and sisters. So America is promoting Rome through their holy days, through their holidays, all of it, brothers and sisters. Can you read verse 12 again? Verse 12. And he exercised all the power of the first beast before him. And cause it the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. Whose deadly wound was healed. In 193, brothers and sisters, the Roman Empire was, uh, uh, was not destroyed, but they were wounded by Persinius Niger and Sativius Severus, which were black men who were part of the Roman army who infiltrated it and then took it down from the inside. It says whose deadly wound was healed. Why? Because they were healed. They came back as America, brothers and sisters. And now you think they're not Rome when they are. They're Rome too. They're still Rome, but now they're, they're, you know, they've changed their identity to Americans, brothers and sisters. See, the Bible exposed them, brothers and sisters. They would make everybody worship the Roman Catholic Church. Through war, they would set up churches, brothers and sisters. And when it speaks of beasts, beasts are empires, not one man, brothers and sisters. This is speaking of a rulership, a kingdom. This is what this is speaking of, brothers and sisters. Uh, continue. Verse 13. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. See, so America, what is this? It says, maketh fire come down from heaven on earth. What's that? Bombs, brothers and sisters. See, that's bombs, missiles. That's, that's America, brothers and sisters. Verse 14. And deceiveth them that dwell on earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. See, so everybody would be frightened of America because they see the military might or what would appear to be the military might of America and their their technology. See, that's what that's really why people are scared of America. It's not that they, they fear white people or the flag is that they know America have higher technology than all the other nations. That's why. People are frightened of America. Can you read verse 14 again? Verse 14. And deceiveth them that dwell on earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by his sword and did live. See, brothers and sisters, the image of the beast, that's the lifestyle of America. Just be a consumer. Just, you know, to sin. That you need to be rich. That you should be able to do as thou will. You should do whatever you want to do. That's the image, brothers and sisters. Verse 15. Verse 15. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Brothers and sisters, how could they promote the image of the beast? Through moving pictures. Moving pictures is how they promote this particular American dream, brothers and sisters. Now, if you oppose the New World Order, they have concentration camps for you, brothers and sisters. It said, as it says, 
Read verse 15 again, brother, please. Verse 15. And he had power to give life into the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. See, so they will they set up concentration camps for you woke people. See now, brothers and sisters, did you see an antichrist pop up and say you need to take a chip or you seen you know, or did, did you see the government endorsing this, brothers and sisters? This is controlled through government. Uh, go to the next scripture, brother. Verse 16. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hands or in their foreheads. See? So, brothers and sisters, did the Antichrist pop up and say, yeah, you need to get this mark of the beast? Verse 17. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that hath the mark. Or the name of the beast or the number of his name. It says that no man will be able to buy or sell unless he had the mark. Now, who could who could uh, implement this, brothers and sisters? We know it's only one person that could implement this. And that's the government. The same government that tell you you can't have a storefront without a business license. See, you can't sell lemonade without a business license or a permit. See, this is not one man, brothers and sisters. This is a governmental structure. They want you to look for one man because it's the government that's right that's been there the whole time, brothers and sisters. This is a this plan is very crafty. It's it's it, 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 it's almost genius, diabolically genius that is, brothers and sisters. This is government. They would promote to you that they're for the people, and then that that the antichrist is one man. But the Bible clearly shows that. Read verse sixteen and seventeen again, brother. Verse sixteen, and he and he calls it all. Both small and rich and poor, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is the wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred three score and six. Right, see, so brothers and sisters. Most people who believe government is, you know, or most people who believe legal or lawful means right. They would follow the government in anything that they promote, brothers and sisters. And see, those are going to be the prime candidates who think that everything the government do is just right. Well, if it's legal, that's right. Hey, smoking weed's legal. It's okay. Hey, prostitution is legal. And some stripping is legal, right? So, hey, hey, it's right. See, those type of people will receive the mark of the beast, brothers and sisters. See, so, you know, it's propaganda, brothers and sisters. They will promote propaganda in order for believers to receive this electronic spending in the future. So they'll tell you, listen, you know, we're going to do away with paper money. Um, we're going to your money's there, but we're going to convert it into gigabytes. It's going to be on the computer. We'll give you twenty five thousand. Add it to what you already had in your bank account. Just receive this mark. We'll give you twenty five thousand and erase all your debt. See, a man couldn't do this, brothers and sisters. This is a governmental structure. Who is that government? The Roman Empire, brothers and sisters. When you go look at their, um, you look at their courthouses, you look at their statues, look at the architecture, brothers and sisters, with the columns. Look at that. How they have the sports, the coliseums, where they pay the athletes richly, more than they deserve. That's the Romans, brothers and sisters. Open your eyes, brothers and sisters. We're here to ring the alarm. Some people will 
Get this. Why? Because if you if you believe that you're waiting on an Antichrist, then I'll receive the chip because the chip don't come till after the Antichrist, according to Christian theology, which we've proven that it's a lie. But if you're under that particular spell or under that delusion, you will receive the mark because you believe that don't happen until after the rapture, brothers and sisters. We're going to Revelations 20 in verse 1. We're going to read 1 through 5. Revelation 20, verse 1. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. See, brothers and sisters, when Christ come back, he will bind Satan. See, so he's not coming back to uh, change, uh, take people up into heaven. That's not why he's coming back. He's coming back for judgment, brothers and sisters. Read, read verse 2 again, brother. Verse 2. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should de deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled, and after that, he must be loosed a little season. So when Christ come, he will bind Satan for a thousand years in the bottomless pit. And Christ will have what's known as the millennial reign. Christ will have a thousand years to reign. And those who follow Christ will live with him. But after that, Satan will be loosed for a little season. I need you to examine this next scripture, though, brothers and sisters. Verse four. And I saw thrones and they sat upon them and the judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded from the witnesses of Christ. Now, brothers and sisters, ask yourself this question. How could they be how could they be beheaded for the witness of Christ if they're floated up in heaven? Exactly, brothers and sisters, that doctrine don't add up. Read that one more time, brother. Verse four. And I saw thrones and they sat upon them and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Christ and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. So, brothers and sisters, how can the Antichrist behead Christians if the supreme power of the Antichrist, which is Satan, is bound? See? How can they be how can we be how can these people be killed if they floated up into heaven, brothers and sisters? How? See, these, those who rejected the image of the beast, see, rejected the image of the beast, brothers and sisters. You can't reject the image of the beast if the image of the beast don't happen until after the, the rapture. You see, brothers and sisters? So it doesn't add up, brothers and sisters, at all. Read that one more time, brother. Verse four. And I saw thrones and they sat upon them and the judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Christ and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hand. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. So those who reject the mark and follow Christ will receive dominion when Christ come, brothers and sisters. See? So how can you be floated up into heaven? How can you be floated up into heaven, brothers and sisters? If the Bible is saying that they'll be beheaded, how can they be beheaded? See, read verse five, brother, please. Verse five. But the rest of the dead not again will live not again until the thousand years were finished. 
This is the first resurrection. See? So you have the first resurrection where the dead in Christ are changed. See? When Christ come back, right? They'll be caught up in the air. Remember? See? So that's when they'll receive their transformation, brothers and sisters. That's when they'll receive their transformation. Now, we're going to go into the real left behind in regards to the, as it pertains to the Bible, brothers and sisters. We're going to, we're going to give you the understanding of it. We're, we're going to go to 2nd Ezra chapter 13 in the Apocrypha. We're going to give you the scriptures. And once you read these scriptures, you'll understand why the Christians demonize the Apocrypha because the Apocrypha stimulates study and it have understanding in it that would tear down their doctrines, brothers and sisters. We're going to second Ezra 13 and 12 to show you what is the real left behind as it pertains to the Bible in the children of Israel. Second Ezra 13 and 12. Afterwards saw I the same man come down from the mountain and call unto him and other peaceable multitudes. This is Christ. And there came much people unto him, whereof some were glad, some were sorry, some of them were bound, and others some brought of them that were offered. Then was I sick through great fear, and I awaked and said. Now, brothers and sisters, this is a vision. This is a vision of Ezra, or Ezra. Verse 14. Thou hast showed thy servant wonders from the beginning, and hast counted me worthy that thou, should, thou shouldest receive my prayer. Show me now yet the interpretation of this dream. See? So he asked the Most High to give him interpretation of the vision or the dream. Verse 16. For as I conceive in mine understanding, woe unto them that shall be left in those days. Read that again, brother. Woe unto them that shall be left in those days. And much more woe unto them that are not left behind. And much more woe to them who are not left behind. See? So it tells you that it'll be bad for those who are left behind. But much more woe to them who are not left behind. Those who are taken, brothers and sisters. See? Why is that? Because as long as you're breathing, you have a chance for repentance. Once that's once you take your last breath, there is no repentance, brothers and sisters. See? So there'll be destruction for those who are left behind, but much more woe to them who are not left behind. See? And this is where they get left behind. They flipped it, though. They said those who are left behind are the evil ones, and those who are taken are the righteous. See? See the psychology, brothers and sisters? Read that one more time, Brother Corey. Verse 16. For as I conceive in mine understanding, woe unto them that shall be left in those days, and much more woe unto them that are not left behind. For they that were not left were in heaviness. See? Those who were not left were in heaviness, brothers and sisters. Verse 18. Now understand I the, th now understand I the things that are laid up in the latter days, which shall happen unto them. And to those that are left behind. See? So it's better to be left behind, brothers and sisters. Look at how they did this. Look at how they carefully crafted this psychology, this doctrine, hundreds of years before we, you know, we woke up, brothers and sisters. Hundreds of years. See? They implemented this then to show you that it's an agenda, a plan from Satan. This is not coming from the mind of a man, brothers and sisters. Left behind. And look, look at all the money. Look at all the books. Look at all the movies that they have, you know, that they have made, uh, that they profited from based on a lie, the left behind. Why, why even make a movie about the left behind? Because they need, they really need you to believe that it's real. They really need you. So they'll put money into it. They would never put money into a true godly movie. 
They would never do that. They got a star in the movie. They have Nicolas Cage in the movie, brothers and sisters. Complete theatrics. Complete theatrics. So every, you know, every probably decade, every 10 years, rather, uh, they come out with new movies that promote this particular ideology. They come up with new books that will carry that particular ideology to the next generation, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 18. Now understand I the things that are laid up in the latter days which shall happen unto them and to those that are left behind. Therefore are they coming to great perils and many necessities, like as these... Like as these dreams declare. See, so what it's saying is for those who are left behind, necessities will dry up, brothers and sisters. Why? Because you would have to receive the mark of the beast in order to buy or sell. So if you're not going to receive the mark of the beast, what do you, you must, what? Number one, the most important thing for you to have is the name of the most high. Because that's what's going to save you in that day. You have to have faith in the most high. Because why? We walked around the wilderness for 40 years and had no clue where we were going. No clue that the Most High had a land for us. And he provided for us, brothers and sisters. So some people are going to say, I can't pay my bills. I need to get the mark of the beast. I can't pay my loan. I can't buy my weed. I can't buy my pills. So you got to get off all of that, brothers and sisters. Because there's going to be no way for you to purchase it. And see, this is why the church would not teach you about this. Because how are they going to receive their tithes and offering if you don't have the mark of the beast? Exactly, brothers and sisters. See, they're telling you this because they want you to get the mark of the beast because that's the only way that they're going to go on their vacation. It's the only way that they're going to drive $100,000 cars. See, so when this day come, when this time come, you have to be together amongst people of like mind, brothers and sisters. You're going to have to find a land that's not dominated by Roman imperialists, uh, Roman Government, brothers and sisters, you will have to live off the land. You will have to grow your own foods, brothers and sisters. These are the things that must transpire. So you must you must have the name of the most high because that's the only thing that's going to protect you. The most high had manna fall down from heaven for us, brothers and sisters. So you must have faith in the most high that even though you're not receiving any money. Think about it, brothers and sisters. What if there's no promise of money? You know how you work and you know you're getting the check. What if that what if that stopped? What if there's no promise of payment? Can you can you what can you do? Exactly. That's why you must build relationships with believers, brothers and sisters, and learn how to cult, how to uh, live off the land, how to grow your own foods, how to work with your hands, brothers and sisters. This is the time that's coming. Can you read verse 19 again, brother? Verse 19. Therefore are they come into great perils, and many necessities like as these dreams declare. Yet is it easier for him that is in danger to come into these things than to pass away as a cloud out of the world. Read that again, brother. Verse 20. Yet is it easier for him that is in danger to come into these things than to pass away as a cloud out of the world. See, it's better to go through these perils because why? The Bible tell you. Uh, a servant is not more worthy than his master. Christ was persecuted. So this is the persecution that the children of Israel, well, not just the children of Israel, but those who want to follow Christ will have to go through it. It's better for you to live through this danger than to pass away as a cloud, which is what they tell you. You float up into the clouds and, and you're in heaven. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 20. Yet is it easier for him that is in danger to come into these things than to pass away as a cloud out of the world. And not to see the things that happen in the last days. 
And he answered unto me and said, See? So, brothers and sisters, the disciples longed for the day to see Christ's return. We're in the greatest time, brothers and sisters, we're in the greatest time that we'll be able to see what Revelations prophesied, what Edris prophesied. We'll get to see our big brother break the atmosphere and deliver his people. We'll get to see that. It's, it's easy to think that you're going to float away into the, you know, into the clouds. That's easy. That's why most people want to believe it. They don't want to believe they must be persecuted. They must use wisdom through Jacob's trouble. That's what, that's what our church teach. We teach the scripture as it is written. No scripture say you're going to float up into heaven, brothers and sisters. Uh, verse 21. Verse 21. The interpretation of the vision shall I show thee, and I will open unto thee the thing that thou hast required. Whereas thou hast spoken of them that are left behind. This is the interpretation. See, so he's going to show the full understanding of left behind, brothers and sisters. If you have works for the Most High, you will fall into endangerment because you're a threat, brothers and sisters. Verse 23. He that shall endure the peril in that time hath kept himself. They that be fallen into danger are such as have works and faith towards the Almighty. See, so those who fall into danger are those who have works, brothers and sisters, and fruit. And what? That makes you an enemy. That will make you an enemy, brothers and sisters. Verse 24. Know this, therefore... That they which be left behind are more blessed than they that be dead. Read that again, brother. Know this, therefore, that they which be left behind are more blessed than they that be dead. See? So the Christians have just flat out bold face lied, brothers and sisters, to say you the left behind are the evil ones. No. The ones that are taken are the evil ones, brothers and sisters. Those who are here will see the day of our Lord and fight against evil. That's why. So this is why they wanted to take the apographer out because they couldn't teach that doctrine with the apographer inside of the Bible, brothers and sisters. See, read that one more time, brother. Verse 20, verse 24. Know this, therefore, that they which be left behind are more blessed than they that be dead. This is the meaning of the vision. Whereas thou saw a man coming up from the midst of the sea. The same is he whom God the highest had kept a, a great season which by him, his own self shall deliver his creature, and he shall order them that are left behind. See, those who are left behind will be ordered by Christ, brothers and sisters. We must be here to help God's chosen to survive Jacob's trouble, brothers and sisters. See, so why are they being called up? They're being called up to transform into immortality so they can be ordered by Christ to fight against evil. See, they don't want you to fight against evil, brothers and sisters. That's why they're telling you, you're going to float up into heaven. Read verse 26 again, brother, please. Verse 26. The same is he whom God, the highest, hath kept a great season, which by his own self shall deliver his creature, and he shall order them that are left behind. He shall order them that are left behind, brothers and sisters. It's better to be left behind so you can fight with Christ against the evil that's emanating out of this earth. Verse 27. And whereas thou sawest that out of the mouth there came as a blast of wind and fire and storm, and that he held neither sword nor an instrument of war. This is Christ. And that the rushing in of him destroyed the whole multitude that came to subdue him. This is the interpretation. See, it shows you that Christ, he won't need a sword, brothers and sisters. His sword will be his words. He will speak. And there will be a stream of fire that come out, brothers and sisters, the same way. 
the heavens and earth were created through words. Christ won't have to have an actual sword. His sword will be his words, brothers and sisters. Read 28 one more time, brother. Verse 28. And that he held neither sword nor any instrument of war, but that the rushing in of him destroyed the whole multitude that came to subdue him. This is the interpretation. The multitude that came to subdue him. That lets you know that there's somebody that's going to fight Christ, brothers and sisters. And if you're in these armies, if you're in the armed forces, brothers and sisters, you are prime candidates to fight. And that's why a lot of our people are getting out of the military. They don't even know it. The Most High is just leading them to separate from that. Because if you are on that side, you will be utterly wasted. You will be destroyed, brothers and sisters. And when you're in the military, you don't know why you're doing things. You just do what they tell you to do. Period. And see, that, it, brothers and sisters, there will be people that are coming to subdue Christ. See, and that's why they're talking about the Space Force, Space Force X, and all this other stuff. See, they know that Christ is coming for war, and they have people who will be looking to destroy him, brothers and sisters. Uh, continue. Verse 29. Behold, the days come when the Most High will begin to deliver them that are upon the earth. Read that again, brother. Behold, the days come when the Most High will begin to deliver them that are upon the earth. I thought we were going to be floated up into the sky. See? See, brothers and sisters? The Most High will deliver us that are upon the earth. It's better to be left behind than to be dead. See? So, brothers and sisters, you must study to show thyself approved and hold those pastors. Listen. You hold them to the doctrine of Christ. You know, when you're dealing with this truth, you may have to make people responsible for the words that come out of their mouth. You got to hold them accountable for the words that come out of their mouth. Because why? They're leading people astray. And I don't care if it's one person or 120 people. Each and every one of you out there, brothers and sisters, mean... You can't even put in the words of how much you mean to the Most High. I don't care if it's one person or a million persons, people. You all have a great have great value to the Most High. And you have ministers of evil that are teaching us to do evil, brothers and sisters, and preparing us to fight against the Most High, to fight against Christ. Verse 30, brother, please. Verse 30. And he shall come to the astonishment of them that dwell on the earth. And one shall undertake the fighting against another, one city against another, one place against another, one people against another. And one realm against another. And one what? Realm against another. The spiritual brother. The celestial brothers and sisters. The celestial with the terrestrial. See? Because why? When Christ comes back, he'll have thousands of angels, brothers and sisters. He'll have legions behind him, brothers and sisters. And those who were caught up and changed will fight in the army of Christ, brothers and sisters. And that's why they're telling Christians... That you'll be floated up into heaven because they do not want you fighting against the powers. Verse 32. And the time shall be when these things shall come to pass and the signs shall happen, which I showed thee before. And then shall my son be declared, whom thou sawest as a man ascending. And when all the people hear his voice, every man shall in their own land leave the battle they have one against another. And an innumerable multitude shall be gathered together as though as though saw, as thou sawest them willing to come and to overcome him by fighting. See, so brothers and sisters, they will be frightened. They'll be scared, but they'll feel compelled to fight nevertheless, brothers and sisters. And that's why they're coming up with anti matter weapons. What do you need anti matter weapons for? 
See? So, brothers and sisters, this government is planning a fight against Christ. Why do you think they're claiming to be up in space and they have satellites up there? Because they know where, what region Christ is coming back from and they have all their weapons there. Why do you think they're in the Middle East, brothers and sisters, all the armies, the world armies? Because they know that Christ said he's going to come back from the Mount Zion, which is Mount Hermon. Read verse 35, brother. Verse 35. But he shall stand upon the top of the Mount Zion. Read that again. But he shall stand upon the top of the Mount Zion. See? So that's why over there in the Valley of Jehoshaphat, you have all the armies there. Because they're prepared for Christ, brothers and sisters. They're going to fight against Christ, brothers and sisters. See? So we're being changed to become part of Christ's army and to subdue the earth. You think the Most High is changing your body so it can be hid somewhere in heaven? So yeah, I'm going to call them up, transform them into immortality, and tuck them away neatly in heaven. No. No. What he's going to do is transform you so you can fight with your brother. That's why, brothers and sisters, it's much better to be living than to be taken in the clouds, brothers and sisters. We're going to Joel 2 and 1. we got a few more passages, and we're going to end it off. But we need to tie this in because the Bible is talking about a, a, a Armageddon, a war between, the, between, um, between realms. You'll have Christ, Christ's side, and you'll have Gentiles, heathens, Satan's seed. You'll have the woman's seed, and you'll have Satan's seed, brothers and sisters. We're going to show you. We're going to Joel chapter 2. We're going to read 1 through 13. This is what's going to happen. This is what will transpire when Christ comes back. And they know this. That's why they're fighting against it. Joel 2 verse 1. Blow ye the trumpet in Zion. That's what we're doing here, brothers and sisters. We're blowing the trumpet. We're sounding the alarm so our people can wake up and be prepared for what's getting ready to happen. And sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the day of the Lord cometh. For it is nigh at hand. A day of darkness and of gloominess. A day of clouds and of thick darkness. And that as the morning spread upon the mountains. A great people and a strong. There hath not been ever the like, neither shall be any more after it, even to the years of many generations. See, so brothers and sisters, examine this. If you're looking for Christ to skip through the meadows with a tulip in his teeth, you've been deceived. It says that Christ, when Christ coming, it'll be a day of darkness and gloominess. Why? Because there's judgment coming for the way you've treated the children of Israel, for the way you've lied on the Most High, the way you've lied on Christ. Christ will not be happy when he comes back. Brothers and sisters, because you're worshiping on Sundays, you're celebrating Christmas, you're eating pork, crab, shrimp, and lobster. You're saying Christ didn't have a father. You're saying the children of Israel are done away with, that they're white people. See? So it's a day of darkness and gloominess. Read verse uh, 3, brother, please. Verse 3. A fire devoureth before them, and behind them a flame burneth. The land is as the garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness. Yeah, and nothing shall escape them. Nothing shall escape those who Christ have inaugurated. Those who are transformed to fight with Christ. This, is, this will be their job, brothers and sisters, to help subdue the earth through Christ's leadership. Verse 4. The appearance of them is as the appearance of horses. And as horsemen, so shall they run. See, so we're going to have a new body. We're going to be powerful, brothers and sisters. We're going to be virtually, and not virtually, we will be unstoppable, brothers and sisters. We will be strong as, uh, stronger than bears, brothers and sisters. We will be faster than cheetahs, brothers and sisters. Vengeance is the Lord's. 
we're going to help him with that vengeance when he give us the the direction and not before. Uh, read verse four one more time, brother, please. Verse, verse four: the appearance of them as as the appearance of horses, and as horses and as horsemen, so shall they run, like the noise of chariots and the tops of mountains shall they leap. We will be able to leap, brothers and sisters. We will be able to jump. Mm. Like the noise of a flame of fire that devoureth the stubble as a strong people set in battle array. See? So we'll be ready. We'll be fast. It'll look like we got four legs like a horse, brothers and sisters. We will be able to leap. We'll be able to leap 50 feet, 60 feet, brothers and sisters. We will be unstoppable. That's why they're being called up to meet them in the air. To change. Not to go into heaven, but to come to earth and deliver judgment. Verse 6. Before their face, the people shall be much pain. All faces shall gather blackness. They shall run like mighty men. They shall climb the wall like men of war. Look at this. Examine this, brothers and sisters. This is why it's better to be left behind, because this is what happens for those who are left behind. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 7. They shall run like mighty men. They shall climb the wall like men of war. And they shall march every one of his ways and they shall not break their ranks. They shall not break they shall not break their ranks, brothers and sisters. So nobody will be able to stop us. We will we will be excuse me. We will be structured. We will we will have structure, brothers and sisters. Verse eight. Neither shall one thrust another. They shall walk every one in his path, and when they fall upon the sword, they shall not be wounded. See, look at that. You cannot harm these bodies, brothers and sisters. No weapon formed against thee shall prosper. You could fall on a sword and it won't hurt. You will not be wounded, brothers and sisters. This is why they're telling you you're going to be raptured. Because they do not want you to receive this and fight against uh, fight against the world powers, the Illuminati, the powers, brothers and sisters. Verse 9. They shall run to and fro in the city. They shall run upon the wall. They shall climb up upon the houses. They shall enter in at the windows like a thief. See? So we will be running loose through the earth, subduing evildoers and pagans, brothers and sisters. We're now the law. We're the police now. This is, what, this is what's coming. Verse 10. The earth shall quake before them. The heavens shall tremble. The sun and the moon shall be dark. And the stars shall withdraw their shining. And the Lord shall utter his voice before his army. Before his army. See, we're part of his army, brothers and sisters. For his count is very great. For he is strong that executed his, his word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. And who can abide it? See, so when you change, you will become part of Christ's hierarchy to humble the earth, brothers and sisters. Christ is bringing judgment to those who taught different doctrines to take people away from the Bible. It says, who can stand in this day, brothers and sisters? Who, is, who can stand in this day? If Christ is coming to float you up into heaven, how is it a very dark day, brothers and sisters? Continue. Verse 12. Therefore also now, saith the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning, and rent your heart and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. See? See, brothers and sisters? This is why you're being changed. It has nothing to do with a rapture, brothers and sisters. Look at how many scriptures we've gone through to prove this. 
They'll use two scriptures to promote a rapture. The word rapture is not in the Bible one single time, brothers and sisters. That lets you know the psychology. They could they come up with these key points that promote certain thoughts in your mind like immaculate conception. That's not in the Bible at all. But when you say it, you know what they're talking about. The word Trinity is not in the Bible, brothers and sisters. But when somebody say it, you already know what it is. The word rapture is not in the Bible, brothers and sisters. But when people say it, you understand what it means. That's philosophy, brothers and sisters. That is philosophy. We're going to go to Zechariah 9 and 13 for more on those changed bodies. Zechariah chapter 9, we're going to read 13 through 15. Zechariah 9 and 13. When I have bent Judah for me, filled the bow with Ephraim, and raised up thy sons, O Zion, against thy sons, O Greece, and made thee as the sword of a mighty man. Israel will become a power in the earth again, brothers and sisters. The Most High is going to raise the sons of Zion. And why does it say Judah and Ephraim? It won't just be Judah and Ephraim. Judah is the king of of the southern tribe. Ephraim is the king of the northern tribe. That includes all 12 tribes, brothers and sisters. All 12 tribes will be raised to battle with the scarlet colored world powers that were established through the Greeks. Can you read that again, brother? Verse 13. When I have bent Judah for me, fill the bow with Ephraim and raised up thy sons, O Zion, against thy sons, O Greece, and made thee as the sword of a mighty man. And the Lord shall be seen over them. And his arrow shall go forth as the lightning and the Lord shall blow the trumpet and shall go with whirlwinds of the south. The Lord of hosts shall defend them and they shall devour and subdue with sling stones and they shall drink and make a noise as through wine and they shall be filled like, bow, like bowls and as the corners of altars. Brothers and sisters, in order for the world to have peace, there must be war first and it have to be righteous war. And that's. The purpose of the children of Israel, brothers and sisters, the rapture is a deception, brothers and sisters. This is really what happens. See, the Romans are controlling the doctrine of the Catholic Church, of the Christian churches, brothers and sisters. And they know what the 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 they know what the prop, the prophecies are concerning God's people. So they want people to believe that they'll be floated up into heaven. So that means you'll take the mark of the beast. You'll be controlled by Satan and you'll be destroyed because, see, during this time, all those with the mark of the beast will be destroyed by those who have the mark of Christ. See, while we're going and scaling mountains, jumping off houses, running like we have four legs, we're going to be subduing the earth and making people bow down to the Most High and reverence him. And if you don't, then you must not have an interest in living. We're going to go to Zechariah 10 and 3 and then we'll go to Ezekiel and end it. Zechariah 10, we're going to read 3 through 5. Zechariah 10, verse 3. My anger was kindled against the shepherds, and I punished the goats. For the Lord of hosts has visited his flock, the house of Judah, and hath made them as his goodly horse in the battle. Brothers and sisters, raise is, the Most High will raise Israel and use them in the battle at the very end, subduing the whole earth under Christ. Verse 4. Out of him came forth the corner, out of him the nail. Out of him the battle bow, out of him every oppressor together. And they shall be as mighty men which tread down their enemy in the, in the mirror of the streets in the battle. And they shall fight because the Lord is with them. 
and the riders on horses shall be confounded. See, this is what's going to happen, brothers and sisters, when Christ comes back. When it says the riders, the riders are empires sitting in these high seats, riding over the meek. That's what this is, brothers and sisters. We're going to Ezekiel 39 and 8. Hopefully, brothers and sisters, we have exposed uh, this doctrine, uh, exposed the uh, the doctrine of devils, brothers and sisters, the 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 destruction that's coming. We're going to Ezekiel 39 and we're going to read eight through eleven. Ezekiel 39 verse eight. Behold, it is come and it is done, saith the Lord God. This is the day whereof I have spoken. And they that dwell in the cities of Israel shall go forth and shall set on fire and burn the weapons, both the shields and the bucklers and the bows and the arrows and the hand staves and the spears. And they shall burn them with the fire seven years. See, so this part of Christ's army, when, when Christ comes, all weapons will be subdued in order to have peace. The children of Israel will go around to all nations and burn the weapons. Now, we, we know that if there's no weapons, nobody can beat us. We already know that. So <laughs> that's why they needed the weapons, brothers and sisters, because physically there is not a nation out there that can stand toe to toe with the children of Israel. So during this time, all weapons, guns, shields, bucklers, bows, all of it, brothers and sisters, will be burned. Read that one more time, brother. Verse nine. And they that dwell in the cities of Israel shall go forth and shall set on fire and burn the weapons both the shields and the bucklers and the bows and the arrows and the hand staves and the spears and they shall burn them for with fire seven years. So for seven years we're going to go and clean up this earth brothers and sisters. Those who are changed will go from nation to nation to take down empires and taking the weapons. Verse 10. So that they shall take no wood out of the field neither cut down any out of the forest for they shall burn the weapons with fire. And they shall spoil those that spoil them and rob those that rob them, saith the Lord God. See, and this is why they would never tell you the children of Israel, because they know that you reap what you sow. We will spoil those who spoiled us and rob those who robbed them through the spirit of the most high. Those who rob the earth, there's a judgment coming. God's people are going to take back everything. We've been picked on long enough and Christ is coming to deliver us. Verse 11, please. Verse 11, and it shall come to pass at that day that I will give unto Gog a place there of graves in Israel, the valley of the passengers on the east of the sea, and it shall stop the noses of the passengers, and there shall they bury Gog and all his multitude, and they shall call it the valley of Haman Gog. Brothers and sisters, this is the judgment. This is what you're, you're being changed to do, brothers and sisters. Read verse 14 and 15, brother. Verse 14, and they shall sever out men of the continual employment passing through the land. See, so there's all this talk about uh, job security. There's not enough jobs. Listen, when Christ come back, there's going to be continual employment for the Gentiles. You will always have a job. Don't worry. There will be no unemployment for the Gentiles. Read that again, brother. Verse 14, and they shall sever out men of continual employment passing through the land to bury with the passengers those that remain upon the face of the earth to cleanse it. After the end of seven months shall they search. See, so brothers and sisters, what will happen is after the weapons are taken, 
We must now give the nations their function. The nations who are not going to fight against us will bury those who did. There'll be dead people all over the earth. And the Gentiles will go bury them, brothers and sisters. They will bury all the bodies. Because why? It's, it's law. It's Hebrew law. It's Israelite law that a dead body must be buried out of respect. Even though they fought against us, we still will respect them. The Gentiles will have a job. They will go around this earth and they will cleanse it. They will bury the dead bodies. Verse 15. Now, I needed to, I needed to, excuse me, I needed to point it out. The Gentiles are going to do this, brothers and sisters. Why? Because it's unclean for Israelites to touch a dead carcass. See? So the other nations will bury their own. That's how it is. Everything, the paradigm has shifted, brothers and sisters. The paradigm has shifted. We're going to read verse 15 and we're going to move on. Verse 15. And the passengers that pass through the land, when any seeth a man's bone, they shall, then shall he set up a sign by it. Till the barriers have buried it in the valley of Haman God. See? See, brothers and sisters? We're going to go to John 8, 32, and then we'll close it at Matthew 24 and 13. Today, we, we did our best through the spirit of the Most High God, Ahaya, Ashaw Ahaya, to expose the deception that's being perpetrated and promoted, publicized through Christianity. John 8, verse 32. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Brothers and sisters, what you heard today was the truth, and the truth shall make you free, brothers and sisters. The truth shall make you free. There's nothing else that can free you but truth, brothers and sisters. Now, some people may not like it, too, because why? Some people want to stay a slave. Some people are like, you see these cuffs on me? I'm good. I'm a slave. I want to be a slave. Leave me alone. <laughs> Some people want to be slaves, brothers and sisters, because they don't want the responsibility of having to do something. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 32. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth, brothers and sisters. This is the truth. See if you can dispute this. See if you can dispute this, brothers and sisters. And don't bring me one scripture. Don't try to come to me with one scripture to, to say this is the rapture when we just put out 40, proving that it's not. Because that's what they'll do. Christians will take one scripture, twist it out of context, and then build a whole belief off of it. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And we're going to end it. Matthew 24, verse 13. Matthew 24 and 13. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Read that again. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. See? That's why Christians are delusional because they're walking around smiling, cheesing. You saved, brother? Can I give you this chat? I'm like, no, I'm not saved, brother. Neither are you. <laughs> he who endured to the end shall be saved, brothers and sisters. Read that next scripture, actually, brother. Verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. Further proof that the gospel that's being taught, the good news that's being taught out there, isn't the truth. Because the Bible tells you when this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world, then the end shall come. What's the gospel? The gospel is that we're the children of Israel. Christ is our big brother. That's what the gospel is. Go to the, the lost sheep. Everywhere you go, there's Catholicism. There's Christianity on every landmass. And the Bible tell you once the gospel is preached throughout the whole world, that the end shall come. So that's what we're doing, brothers and sisters. We're going to go uh, all over the world and preach the gospel so our big brother can come and deal with that retribution. 
That's if you're an Israelite, if you want to follow Christ, this is what you must do. Go everywhere. Wherever the Most High send you, you must go. Don't go anywhere without his direction. Go everywhere and teach this gospel so Christ can come back and deal with what needs to be dealt, brothers and sisters. Today's lesson was the rapture deception or the rapture exposed. We want to say, Kwam Yasharala. Kwam Yasharala. Sin no more. Sin no more.